0: Guys. Hey, there. Hi there. Have been with us for a long time, even from the beginning, and we cannot say thank you enough. And I know a lot of you have been asking a lot lately, how do you make your own podcast? Well, it's simple. I use Anchor. Anchor.fm, which is the website, or there is an app, or you can go on your computer, whatever you want to do. It's the easiest way. Um, it is run through Spotify, so that is one of the first uh, platforms that you'll be able to Distribute your podcast out onto and there's lots of different. It'll stream to at least I think ten different platforms or more. um, I'm gonna give you a quick rundown about how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter where your setup is, like you can start creating today, today. And tell me what your podcast name is because you know I'm gonna listen. Then, you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. I know a lot of you have been asking for video. Don't worry, I'm working on it. With Anchor, creators can earn money. Yes, yes, you heard that right, in a variety of ways, including ads like this one and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. That's what sold me. Even though it didn't have to sell me because it's free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy listening. Hello have there. you
1: checked out our sale? Have you gone and done the Angry Gnome apparel? Oop, up, doop, up. You should go and do it and get 20% off by the 9th. Hey. Well, I Nicole has nothing to say.
0: <laughs> I'm literally just sitting here with dead air. I'm like, that was great. I didn't... I couldn't contribute. I'm just... Have you gone yet? <laughs> or have you checked it out? Oh. shop. It'll be in the show notes, because it's good through Saturday, my Babylonian bitches. Yes. yass. Um, yeah, that was the first of- thing in my notes <laughs> <laughs> that I did, because I, I got some legit notes. It, this is... Oh, girl this is gonna be a doozy of a case today so um yeah tissues trigger warnings all the things all of them all of them i've got a sleeping baby on my leg back so there may be a twerp that may come down here sometimes so hopefully
1: they'll stay upstairs but if not we'll edit it could be a savory it could be an arlo it could be the both who knows could be a grandma could be a grandpa it could be a shadow person that nicole saw run by it's Um, fine yeah that was unsettling so we're in our
0: in my basement where we record pretty much now it's all the time yeah and um so we're in our like it's like a living area and Mm then we have this toy room it's yeah it's decked out in cubs everything it's like a cub's uh, store threw up down here it's great mm-hmm. um, but yeah in the toy room I was me and Sean I don't know what we were, we're just, we've just been chatting and catching up and because um, we don't like see each other as probably as often as it seems like we are talk about on this podcast <laughs> it's just girl time sometimes we, it. we uh, yeah mm-hmm. I was like we usually go a few days without like chat chat chatting mm-hmm. so we were catching up and I don't know what it was but it looked like this white figure just like ran down the stairs no I didn't know it was white I thought it was, just it, was Hi, it was like it looked white Okay. it was just like this figure that just went really fast and I have astigmatism in my eyeballs I'm blind as fuck and I was just like maybe it's just a trick in my eye but I don't know I just I kept looking over now I'm looking over there now but we turned the light on because at first I thought it was my niece I'm like oh it's Avery she just ran down here she's hiding from Marla wee and I'm like hello and nobody said anything and I'm like.
1: Shit. So, yep, there's the babble for you. You're welcome. welcome. So, happy Halloween month!
0: Yeah, happy hallow month! <laughs> um, yeah, so, Angry Gnome Apparel, we still got that going on through Saturday, so
1: yes. go get you some... Merch plus more, yeah, um, twenty percent off of the entire, the entire stock. Store. It doesn't I'm have to be bloody library. babbles. But you but could it go be. look at other things. You can go look at their other st- stuff. They have so much, <laughs> so much more apparel yes. than I realized.
0: I've never like deep dive because I'm not the best. Um, but it, go
1: check it out. All of it, every single single thing, twenty percent off.
0: Do yes, it. exactly.
1: Um, let me... And then if you want some Bloody Babble stuff, there's... You got your chance, too, with 20% off. And, again, the material that they make the wardrobe from, with, in, on, your bodies, Fantastic. Super soft. They don't shrink. Nope. And it's not going to peel or any of that shiznit. Like, it's... Favulosa. apparel. I'm just going to keep throwing that word That's At because... an amazing freaking price without the discount. But now yeah. you get a discount.
0: Discount. Up Everywhere. until the All 20th. The or night. excuse
1: me. The 9th. 9th. Oh my God. 20% off and through Til... the 9th Which of is October. Saturday. Saturday, October 9th. Sorry that my numbers and me don't like to correspond well. So 20% off and yes. through October 9th. Yes, go. yes, yes. Angry gnome dot uh, shop. with the with the peep, 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 peep. beep peep, peep. babbles yes code babbles oh my but gosh I mean, it's
0: all over the it's all over the website yeah. if you go there so I know um yeah my parents have ordered some stuff Shauna's ordered some stuff and I'm so getting wrong. ready to order some stuff because Monday is paydays for me um but yeah so go check it out check it out you glad out. you did and they're they're really that they have some really cool um funny uh, halloween shirts too yes. they have um then they had they have one just specific to bloody babbles um merchandise i think is what it is and there's a, a, a true crime podcast and chill shirt mm-hmm. so i'm like oh my god damn you guys and
1: your cleverness it's so cute i was like that's freaking rad yes go look yes maybe pause for the cause and go check it out now and welcome, welcome back, back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, that's great. Okay,
0: um, okay, all right, all right. Now Now to dot be so happy and chipper. So, this is another Nate episode. Thanks, Nate dog. Nate, you to tits, and then again, I don't know, I appreciate every single episode you request to us, because I do have a special list of just Nate cases, but fuck, man. This one, this one's rough. Mm. This is, it's a, um, uh, there are going to be a lot of trigger warnings, um, it's a child. A- children are involved that there are the victims in this case. Um, so grab some tissues and hold on to your universal titties. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna dive into this nightmare of a case. So this is the case of Ricky and Conrad Morales. Um, they're brothers, clearly, obviously. Um <laughs> They were born into a family and system that practically guaranteed that they never stood a chance. Um, this article, it was like Psyhi sci, or something. It was like Psyhi.com is where I got... is was one of the ones, um, the freaking article that I used for these notes. And the way they wrote this, I really liked how they used their writing. So that's what I used for part of my notes too. Um, they were born to a drug-addicted mother. Her name's Rosa. Um who sold drugs to support her habit. Their young, childhood was, their young childhood was one that was filled with drug abusers, drug deals, violence, SWAT teams, child protective services, extreme physical abuse and neglect. Hmm. They and their sa- siblings were in and out of protective custody by CPS constantly. Um, as far as I know, it's the two boys, and I know they have two sisters that are mentioned. I'm not sure of any other children, um... So, was, uh, there's at least four of them okay. by their mom. And, I, and they, were, they were full brothers. I don't know if their sisters were. Okay. Um, but, so, when their mother, Rosa, was sentenced to prison on drug charges, she sent then-13-year-old Conrad to live with her brother, Raul, who is a convicted felon, and his wife, Kathy, and their last name is Saranana, um, I had to look up how to say it, <laughs> not to be confused with my co-host, Shauna Nana.
1: Or Sayonara. Uh, or okay. Marinara. Um,
0: <laughs> sorry. Yep. Okay, the way it's spelled mm-hmm. is, looks like Marinara with an with an N at the end. Oh. So it's like, it looks like Sari Nana. Oh. S-A-R-I-N-A-N-A, but it's Sara Nana. Um. Now that we've gotten past that. Um, They were living in Randall, Washington at the time. Um, And then the 10-year-old Ricky was sent to live with her mother, uh, Rosa's mom, so his grandma. And Ricky did not do well with grandma, telling a trusted teacher, quote, my life is not worth living. And he would write, die, Ricky, die on his arm. And he's 10. Mm. Um, The school fearing that a 10-year-old was suicidal notified, notified CPS who had Ricky admitted to a psychiatric facility for treatment at 10 years old. Baby. What is this year? Um, okay. So,
1: if we don't know, that's okay.
0: Um, so, okay. Everything happens in, I believe it's 2005. Yeah, 2005. So, this is like 2004 going into 2005. Um, uh, he was placed under the supervision of a social worker, and her name was Elia Amenigas Godinez g-o-d-i-n-e-v godinez so by this time um over the course of him being with grandma and conrad being with his uncle rosa ends up getting released from prison but was in no position to reclaim ricky or conrad and according to rosa the social worker told her quote conrad seems to be doing fine in washington so why don't you send ricky to washington too you've got one week to send him to washington or i'm going back to court and your kids are going to go into foster care In hindsight, it would have been in the best interest of these boys for the social worker to have done her job and sent them the case back to family court. But instead, Ricky was sent to live with Uncle Raul and Aunt Kathy. (laughs) This is from the article, and I kept it in because I loved how it was wrote. It says, well, gee willikers, if Grandma was bad, do you think Uncle Raul was any better? Yeah. Gee willikers. (laughs) I just saw that, and I'm like... That's not something I would ever say, but I just, I loved the writing of that article, so I used quite a bit of it. I will not deny that, so uh, the SciHigh.com article, fine, article, mm-hmm. bye. bye. Um, at first, things seemed to be going well on the surface with this newly created family. Um, they had two other kids in the house with them. Um, I think one was two years old and a 13-month-old, I believe, um, is what Raul and Kathy had. I don't know if they were boys or girls. I think one was a boy and one was a girl, but I don't know. Anyways, Raul Raul reported to his family that both boys were excelling in school, getting good grades, making friends, and playing on the local sports team. He wove a tale that painted um, a pretty idyllic life with the boys prospering and flourishing at their home, but family would soon learn that it had had all been a monstrous lie. He's a big, fat, fucking liar face, because... All right. Fucking, it's, it's, it's only going to get worse. Um, so within a few months, neighbors, police, and the boy's sister reported that both Conrad and Ricky were both being physically and sexually abused. Oh, and boy. It, it'll be later on. Oh, okay. I am it's fine. It's, it gets, fuck, it's disgusting what happens to these boys. Um, even though Ricky was never enrolled rural R- enrolled in school Conrad was so Ricky was just left at the house he's the 10 year old and Conrad's 13 classmates reported that Conrad had started wearing makeup to hide bruises and complained about his uncle hurting him uh-huh. and but he didn't specify h- how or in what fashion just thought he was being hurt after local police notified Washington CPS they opened an investigation only to close it and called the allegations unfounded oh Life my pre- gosh yep sorry yeah it's awful and not enough was done for these boys and all I could think about was the Gabriel Fernandez case. Mm -hmm. So, yep. So life for these brothers continued as normal, a living hell. When their mother Rosa was finally ready to bring them back to California, Raul made excuses. He couldn't afford the airfare. When the boy's mother pressed the issue in October of 2005, Raul and Kathy reported that Conrad had run away from home. We'll get there. So, that's October. Okay. Okay. They said he'd been acting out and had become a discipline problem both at home and at school. They awoke one morning to find he had disappeared. He's 13. Raul claimed that they frantically searched for him, but that it would be difficult because Conrad had run away with an older gay lover. And it says, remember, folks, he's 13 years old.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, they're lying. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. Mm. He told the family that Kathy was so distraught he was sending her and their two young children. (laughs) In this article, it put, yikes, they breed. Mm -hmm. I just, whoever, I didn't, it didn't say who the author of the story was.
1: Oh, you're okay.
0: Um, But I left some of their stuff in there just because, yikes, they breed. I'm like, that sounds like something we would say here. Um, To live with her sister. Okay, so um that Kathy was so distraught that she had to go live with her sister in Sacramento in October of two thousand five, but Raul vowed not to leave Washington without Conrad. Oh
1: wait, hold on. So the sister can go to California yep. with the two younger ones but not bring the other two kids with her, really? Yeah. Conrad and Ricky. Right. right. But Conrad's mm. missing oh, but, 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 but. but. Yeah, well, it's mm-hmm. right. I know. I,
0: I'm. I'm just. I'm, it's I'm, fucking bullshit. Yeah, but yeah. both Rebel and Kathy told social services that Conrad had been sent to live with a different relative out of state, and again, they closed that investigation.
1: What? CPS sucks. I'm okay. And then also, sorry, double time. No, you're fine. When somebody has a felony, I thought it was pretty difficult to have people to be in charge of children. Yeah. Depending, I guess it depends on what the felon... Maybe it it depends on the state, too. I I don't know. It was mostly
0: drug charges. I think it might come up later. Or if I just read it and just didn't add it in here, I think it was drug charges is why he's a felon. So, um, yeah. I don't know. So, they, you know, vowed not to leave without him, but, you know, okay. So, Ricky and
1: Conrad's other... Um, and her name is Berta. I'm gonna guess Cervalos. Wait, vowed not to leave. That we talking about? All we know is that you you stopped at Saint. Basically, they they didn't look further into it. They just closed it. They're like, well,
0: because they. Um, okay, so Raúl vowed not to leave Washington without Conrad because she was gonna go to California. Oh, okay, with the two with her two children. Okay. So, but then um, then they told social services that Conrad had been sent to live with a different relative out of state, and so they closed the investigation gotcha. because of those allegations. Because we're just going to close it. We're not going to figure out where this 13-year-old 13-year-old mm-hmm. gay child went because he went with his older gay lover. This is a,
1: isn't it government-funded? Is, is CPS? Yeah. I think so. so. That sounds right. They need to follow what they're supposed to, Follow where these children are. Oh, really? They're with Aunt Louise. Then great. Let me get Aunt Louise's information so me we call can her, check. they on the yeah. phone right now. Oh, wow. 2005. Oh, is this video chat a thing?
0: I don't think so. But Rose. Oh, goodness. Hi.
1: Oh, is this stretchy stretchy tin?
0: So, uh, Ricky and Conrad's other aunt, her name's Verda Servalos, went to the address that Raul had, Raul, Raul had given in Sacramento on Christmas Eve, 2005, to visit with the boys. She discovered that Raul had given them a fake address. Huh. So on Christmas morning, Ricky, Ricky, um, the 10-year-old, calls the Cervalos home and begged to be allowed to return to their house. The family began to make plans for him to return home because that's where his mom lives, is in California also. Sadly, it would all be in vain. On the evening of December twenty-fifth, 2005, that's right, Christmas evening, when most children have played themselves out with their new toys and stuffed themselves with Christmas cookies and food... Ricky Moralesly dying in a closet. Oh, my gosh. Not that Raul or Kathy could be bothered with a little thing like him dying. No, they sat down with family and friends for a Christmas feast while he died from massive internal injuries. So, according to Raul, this is... It's, it's going to get rough for the next probably two to five minutes. Um, I don't know if it's quite five minutes, but we'll just put that time frame. Ricky complained of not feeling well after he'd been severely beaten and refused to eat his dinner. Okay, so it said dinner at one point, and then another one um, said breakfast. Kathy was appalled and offended that... (laughs) This is another quote from that awesome article I found. That Ricky refused to eat her delectable cuisine. For punishment, Raul ordered Ricky to clean the apartment's bathroom... Um, it appeared that Ricky was not working fast enough to Raul's liking, so he kicked him. Ricky ends up vomiting, and he um, gets kicked again. Not satisfied, he, kept, he kicked the boy for a third time. He's 11 now. Um, then he dragged him into the bedroom and threw him in the feces strown closet, where he repeatedly kicked and stomped on the boy as t- Ricky tried to escape. Then he slammed the door and went to eat his Christmas dinner. Why was the closet filled with shit? Because they'd lock him in there and just leave him in there for days at a time. Okay. Yep. Um, when Kathy went to check on him hours later, she found him dead. Frightened, she called the police. He was pronounced dead on December 25th, uh, 2005, on the 26th. She and Raul were brought in for questioning by Corona police. That's an... Okay. Sorry. I know mean, that was the Corona police. Mm-hmm. Ah. Raul admitted to disciplining Ricky, but never meant to hurt him. Right, kicking, punching, stomping on an eleven-year-old boy is a common discipline practice. Yeah. Both were promptly arrested and put in a closet full of shit, shit. feces. Yeah, Ooh. come on, like his own feces that he had to lay in and slept in. That a. a and obviously, little... it wasn't just like one day. It, no, it, there was. It was. Uh... Yep. Okay. Okay. Then the police, the police were then notified that there was another brother who just happened to be missing and had been missing since what did they say? I said October. They returned to the Saranana home and found the body of 13 year old Conrad. Oh my gosh. Okay. How he's found is, I don't, if you don't want to hear this part, skip ahead a little bit. It had, um, his body had been stuffed inside of a trash can that was covered in plastic and duct tape and then encased in concrete and stored on the carport of their Corona home. Oh my gosh. Yep. our Raul admitted that um conrad died after a round of discipline on or about august 22nd 2005. he went missing in october but had been dead since august oh my gosh so four months four months had gone by and it took two months for them to spin a story of him running off when he was actually murdered um, after the family began to become suspicious he told authorities they came up with the story of the old dear gay lover to cover up the murder. When family moved from Washington to California, they brought him with them. What? They brought him with him Encased in that concrete barrel or a trash can. Yeah. Yep. On the article it said six fuck sick fucks, ain't they? It was around this time that they began to think about the necessity of killing Ricky as he had witnessed the murder of his brother. Oh, my god. So gosh. he watched his brother die. So they're like, well, watch. We killed one kid. We got to get rid of the other one.
1: Hey. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Here you go. All
0: right. So, um, the autopsy of Ricky showed a history of severe abuse, including old fractures, bruises, contusions, and what appeared to be cigarette burns all over his body. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: Uh, Riverside County Deputy Medical Examiner, Dr. Mark Fajardo, yep, also found multiple external traumatic injuries according to a pretrial brief uh, filed by the prosecution when they go to trial. Scars on Ricky's body were consistent with being whipped with an electrical cord or similar instrument, uh, the, the brief had stated. Um, okay, this part is trigger warning again. Ricky's scrotum was damaged with a penetrating laceration, and his scrotal sac was severely damaged. Oh, my gosh. There were multiple scars to his scalp, primarily centered on the back of his head. <sighs> okay, I'm fine. He had a severe infection on the back of his legs. Finally, there were multiple circular injuries consistent with cigarette burns throughout um, Ricky's body that were determined to be at least several weeks, if not several months, old. Um, Witnesses reported that they had seen both Raul and Kathy abuse Ricky. Um, Kathy was reported to have treated Ricky as a personal slave, ordering him to clean up after her and her children. Okay. Okay. Um, Police and neighbors say the boys grew thin while the Serenanas and their two children showed no signs of undernourishment. If you look at them, they were, like, pretty obese, in my opinion. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You'll see the pictures on social media um, that that I'll post. No autopsy reports were available for Conrad, but it is a safe bet that his body had the same evidence of abuse that Ricky's had. I'm sure with decomposition and being encased in cement like it was hard to um be able to properly autopsy his body um both raul and kathy were charged with first degree murder and child endangerment with a special circumstance of inflicting torture in the death of ricky kathy has claimed that she that she is um, she had suffered from battered wife syndrome and had no knowledge of mistreatment or abuse of either Ricky or Conrad. Oh, fuck right off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, especially because she's the only one who smokes cigarettes, but that comes up later. And, okay, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, uh, okay, abusive. Okay, though Raul has admitted to administering the beating that led to Ricky's death, he claimed that the death was unintentional and an accident. The jury didn't buy their lame excuses. Both were convicted of first-degree murder, and the jury recommended the death penalty. Um, They were going to be going to court... Can we, like,
1: recommend the torture penalty? Yeah. Why can't we do that?
0: Um, Actually, one of their family members says that towards the end of this. hey. Okay. Um, So they were going to be going to court um, in June of 2009. So this all happened in 2005. So that's three and a half years later um, to be formally sentenced. Washington is current was currently planning on charging both um, for the murder of Conrad as well. They were working on it in two thousand nine I should say.
1: Um, I it no, no. Um, wait, wait 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 Is it the He even smiled. <laughs> I don't know if it was a happy smile, it was a very
0: smile. happy smile, because he senses this for a dawn. Okay, um, okay, Ricky currently play. okay, in pronouncing sentences for the Serenones in Superior Court in Riverside, Judge Paul E. Zellerbach, Zellerbach, sorry, followed the recommendations, um, that the two juries had made that April, so they're, um, um, Everything started in April of 2009. A sentence of death in California is automatically appealed for whatever reason, but they're both on death row. Anyways, um, Kathy will be the 16th woman on California's death row. I have a charlie horse in my foot. Overall, 680 inmates await execution. The most recent execution was in January of 2006. I don't know if that's changed since, um, since this article was written. Zellerbach said a dominant factor in his decision was the way Ricky was abused repeatedly by both Sarana- Sarananas. It's weird saying that because like, we call you Nana and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like that their name is similar to yours. Um, <laughs> it's bothering me. Um, in autopsy photos shown at the trial, the boy's body was covered with new and old scabs, bruises and scars. And a pathologist testified that Ricky had cracked ribs and a torn lung. Oh, um, using x-ray equipment, that's how they ended up finding Conrad's remains at the carport. Neighbors stated that um, teams they saw teams break concrete with jackhammers and roll out several green metal barrels um, while they were uh, searching their house, and that's when they discovered his body in the concrete. Oh, um, Zellerbach said, The ongoing and almost mind-numbing extent of the torture inflicted on these boys is horrifying. Um, In his closing statement, Deputy District Attorney John Aki, I'm assuming is how you say it, A.K.I., told jurors that Kathy um, took an active part in her husband's violent abuse of Ricky Morales and the boy's 13-year-old brother, Conrad. Aki reminds jurors that Kathy was the only one in the household who smoked, and an autopsy revealed numerous cigarette burns on Ricky's body, including those on the child's genitals.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah, so additional to, yeah, the penetration Oh, okay there's some kind of sadistic intimacy when you do that Aki said you're up close you have to strip the victim's clothes off when Ricky was asked by friends how he had received a black eye or bruise he would respond that he had been in a fight and excuse Kathy instructed the child to tell him to say according to Aki Um, the woman's lawyer Patrick Rossetti admitted the evidence was hard to was hard to stomach, but asked jurors to fight off the emotional part and concentrate on witnesses' testimony. Um, Rossetti mentioned two incidents in which the in their in which the neighbors saw Raoul choke and push his wife against into a wall. Um, the attorney argued Raul mentally tormented his wife, who went along with whatever her husband wanted to do out of fear for what might happen to the couple's two small children. Um, Raul's attorney, whose name is Victor Marshall, not related, not related, um, told jurors the previous week that no witness reported actually seeing the boys abused as if the marks covering Ricky's body wasn't evident enough. He said his client, who was jobless and emotionally unbalanced, suffered extreme stress and killed Ricky in a fit of anger. Because that's an excuse to kill a child and trusted you to you to love and care for them. Take their life when they didn't eat a meal or clean a bathroom in a timely manner. Monsters. That was my notes. I'm yes. fine. It's it, fine. And it was more than one, so come on. Right. Mm. I'd love to be present at their executions. And to I come kept. up
1: with that fucking crazy-ass light. Ugh. Yeah. It's insane mm. what
0: people will spin out just to cover... Um. I don't even know. His attorney also said... Um, Raul should receive a second-degree murder charge as it wasn't his intention to kill the boy. I roll barf gross is Mm -hmm. what I put. Uh, Marshall also stated Raul was someone who was abused when he was young and had an almost childlike mentality. Yeah, he pointed out that Raul had been uh, prescribed Effexor, which is a drug that treats depression and anxiety and that he had trouble controlling his anger because that's an excuse to commit murder on a child. Mm -hmm. But it's fine, I'm fine. Mm. I, I was like, okay, Raul. Not okay, Raul, you fucking bastard. Um, in a journal entry that was shown in court, Conrad wrote about other family members being punished when Kathy had a bad day. Marshall suggested that Kathy was the one in control of the family, the puppeteer who pulled her husband's strings versus him being abusive or whatever. They're called fucking... The, fucking mm, knob goblins. No, Ugh. Um, the day after Ricky died, Raul called police to say he had hurt and possibly killed the boy while trying to discipline him. Marshall reminded the jury how Raul, in a recorded police interview that was shown in court, called his nephew a good kid and began to cry. The beating was severe and unjustified, but Raul never intended to kill his nephew. That's why he cried, Marshall said. He's sorry. He did not expect this to happen. So when fucking badass... Oh, goodness. Did it get to you? Yep, okay, cool. Sorry, I had to take care of a screaming baby. Um, so I was getting ready to talk about, okay, we were got through the, um, the killer's lawyer. And now we're going to go to Deputy District Attorney John Aki. Oh, he was mentioned earlier. Um, summed up his rebuttal in one incredulous rhetorical word. Really?
1: <laughs> nice. This is what he started with.
0: Oh, really dogs are
1: barking sorry guys
0: yep sorry um if you can hear a lot of dogs upstairs the kids probably just went outside and then came back in um in his initial initial closing remarks aki again showed the photos of um the injuries to ricky's body he reminded jurors of the pathologist's testimony that some of the bruises abrasions and wounds that look like cigarette burns and marks made with electrical cord occurred days or even weeks before the boy's death When he was kicking that little boy and burning that little boy and beating that little boy, that was for discipline, Aki said. That is the definition of sadistic.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. After the Christmas Day beating, when Raul Saranana Mm. realized the boy could die, um, Aki said he chose not to call for help, but instead closed the closet door and sat down to a holiday meal. Because that's what he did. Aki said um, they had spun a web of deceit that Raoul had hoped would uh, culminate in people believing Ricky's death was an accident. Even under police questioning, Raoul never mentioned Conrad, whom he had already killed until he wanted to make a deal with the prosecutors to help Kathy, Aki said. Um, before jurors went into deliberations that Thursday afternoon, Aki left them with a final image. A picture of Ricky and Conrad playing by a pool mm-hmm. was shown, superimposed with a quote from Raoul's. Final police interview. These kids came along and ruined my life. Yeah. Mm. Uh. Ah. So Raul ended up facing murder and torture charges. His Good. wife Kathy is also charged with murder and child endangerment. An autopsy showed that the boy had, um, uh, Ricky, had died from massive internal injuries. Riverside County Deputy Medical Examiner, um, like I mentioned earlier, Dark Fajardo, Mark, Dr. Mark Fajardo. Wow, was um, also found multiple external traumatic injuries. In a courtroom packed with the members of the Saranana and Morales families and members of the two juries, five of Ricky and Conrad's relatives told the court Friday how the boys' deaths had devastated their family. Rosa Sarana, Saranana, the boy's mother, described how Conrad and Ricky always knew when she was upset and tried to help. Now her main consolation is her. Or yeah. Yeah, consolation yep consolation consoling whatever is her youngest son the child she was pregnant with when she learned of conrad and ricky's deaths, she said she sent ricky and conrad to live with the sarananas when she and other relatives couldn't care for them how can i enjoy life after what they've done to my sons rosa said god has given me another chance but it's not the same she and the boy's sister, Destiny Morales, who was 19, said they believed the death sentences would serve justice, although Rosa added that rule, and Ka- Raul, and I keep saying that weird, and Kathy should suffer the torture her sons did. Yes. I agree with
1: her 100%, and I think they should be able and to And how be- can nobody else keep bringing up, there was shit all over the closet. Right. Human feces, sorry. Like, right. I know, like, but he was in it. He was in it. with That's these where wo- he lived. His wounds.
0: open his wounds, legs. On
1: his legs. getting that infected. Yep. Sorry.
0: Okay. Jurors were released from their obligations in April, but they came back that Friday. Um, the harrowing experience of the three-month trial had stayed with um, Brad Wrightstone. He was 34. He was a Riverside resident who was a foreman of um, Raul's jury. I pretty much think about it every day, Wrightstone said. I wanted to make sure that our decision that we came up with was upheld, and if it wasn't, I wanted to know why. So they obviously stated that they were... They were found guilty of and uh, sentenced or put, given the death penalty. Sorry, this baby is sitting here smiling in his sleep and his sleeping, giggling. Um, as, while we're talking about all those, um, the lives and deaths of Ricky and Conrad Morales is sad and pathetic. On the current, um, on the current state of child protective services, two states, California and Washington, both failed to protect these children. Even after multiple complaints of abuse abuse and neglect, time after time, CPS failed to take appropriate action. The end result is two dead boys. Neither child should have been placed with the Sarananas. Vanessa Gallardo, um, who was one of their sisters, had constantly fought to gain custody of her brothers. She loved them and feared for their safety, but she was rebuffed by the system even though she had no criminal record um, had a technical, she was a technical school graduate, and she was fully employed. Goodness. Um, she has struggled to set an example for her siblings on how to live a productive life, and now she must live with the knowledge that her brothers were tortured and murdered by their own family. Ugh. She said of the Sarananas, um, they deserve the death penalty. I still think they are getting off easy with the death penalty, the way my brothers were tortured for so long. But to me, they aren't even family, and I don't feel bad for them.
1: Yeah. Oh. I just... I mean, monsters are awful. But they're like, everywhere, unfortunately. Why would... Why? Like, what what were you get What were you... And what happened to their other kids? Did they? Did they uh, their their children were put
0: into foster care, and I think um, ended up with family at some point. Their two young children,
1: but they were put they were taken by CPS. I'm like, that's fine. I mean, I'm glad it's not their fault that right. they have shitty, but like, but I just don't CPS. understand that. And I'm glad I don't understand, but like, my brain wants to try to try to make sense of. Th- I just can't. What what is the what is... Uh, why would you want to, like, burn somebody with a cigarette? Why would you kick them and have and, and I'm sorry. The, the, this is going to sound really, Shauna. I mean, talking about abusive. Like, but, like, why would you even want feces in your house? That's right. all alone. Like, yeah. So, you... Exactly. Ugh. Like, I knew where you are going
0: with that. Like, how could you... Like, what does the rest of the house look like? Or was it just his room because
1: he, that's where he was tortured? And, that, and... All of it is just... Yeah. I just... And they were like, and then the thought process of okay, so now we need to get cement and put this body in there, obviously to cover the smell. Would yeah, the, I mean, right, and so yeah, because they said
0: once once they opened it, it was just horrific—the scent or a stench,
1: not scent. Well, yeah, but the, yeah. The, the scenty stench. The stench. <laughs> the,
0: yeah, smell uh, of death. I've never smelled a dead body, and I pray I never have to. I've
1: smelled animal.
0: I smelled, well, I've smelled but, rotting meat yeah. too when I didn't remember to put it in my fridge. That was a good time. Or here, because oh, we're in job.
1: Kansas, some of those, those trucks body. that go or, by Or with when the they bodies. burn the blood. Oh, yeah. Oh, or just get some throw up on your shoulder from a little baby. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Oh, it came out of your nose. But, yeah, awesome. like a, the, the cow carcasses that, yeah. you know, yeah. there's, driven there's by a lovely smell That's an there.
0: awful, awful stench. Yeah. I had a
1: smell one instead of, like, um, there was a dead mouse in our house that I wasn't aware <laughs> where it was. And, like, Ooh, yeah, that smell, that. it was just like, oh, I'm like, there's something dead. It smells like something's yeah. rotting. And then finally, the poor, the poor little thing, even though it was a, they're pests. I don't mind mice when they're your pets but when they're pests yeah and the s and the t reverse um um and they're in your walls and all that jazz yeah. and pooping all over everything but this little guy got squished in one of my drawers which uh in the kitchen weird but whatever but anyways the body was rotting but like yeah I, yeah i, I would so that's interesting too uh, hence i guess the lime and stuff that a lot of people will use but i always thought that was just to bury in itself. i My assumption would have been a body covered in cement would probably cover that the I would think that the there wouldn't be a smell, but obviously there is. Oh no, no!
0: I'm just saying when they cracked when they opened it. Yeah, they said it was very, very
1: intense.
0: Yeah, but no, you're what you're saying is yeah, they encased it so it wouldn't smell, which is just it's horrific. Like
1: ugh, and sitting on that for four and moving it from. Washington yeah. to California, and this woman being like, "I didn't know, fuck you." Ugh. Or I've I've
0: got battered woman syndrome. No, there's actually women who suffer from that, and yeah. you are not. Yeah, you put
1: cigarettes out on his genitals. You, you had him fuck. get naked and put. You, mm. And who knows what else you did? Yeah, I mean, so, like, you knew he was his living situation. You knew he was in a fucking bedroom, right? A closet, apparently. Yeah, with shit and. Yep. You didn't take him to the doctor. If you saw your husband beating the shit up, come the fuck on. Yeah. Um. Those poor sisters, especially yeah. the one that wanted, They're just trying to fight for custody.
0: Ugh. Who? It. The system is just jacked, and it's. It's it hasn't.
1: It really hasn't improved for not by much. Not yeah. by much at all. It's there are you. Know, there are some cases that, but it's it's so few that it sucks, and I'm so grateful for the social workers that. That do their job well and truly care about the well-being of, of, of people and and if parents are able to get help, d- to help those parents to get help, uh, but parents aside, those children in general, that's their main focus. I'm so grateful for those, but it just sucks that it's like, it, there's so few, but I'm not saying there aren't any, because that would be absolute false, but it's just so few that mm-hmm. truly do what they're what what they're supposed to do with their job and 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 helping children. It's just not fair. It just sucks. Right. You <sighs> tell them. You tell them it's death. Well, I mean, it is Halloween, so we're gonna talk about monsters. And those two were absolute fucking, fucking disgusting monster. monsters. And I hope they're being freaking their genitals are being burned every day yes. in freaking prison. Yeah, yeah, slammed in between like prison bars and shit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Stab yeah. On that note, make sure you check out Angry Gnome.shop. On a get
0: some. go get some merch. Go uh, do some retail therapy after that yeah, episode. Facts. Yeah. Yes. Oh my so, gosh.
1: Yes. Goodness.
0: Well, Apollo says it's time to go. Facts. So, uh, Fantasy and World Music by the Factors does our intro sound. Angry Gnome Apparel, that's good till Saturday. So, go check it out. Yes, yes, yes. And until next week. Babylon hey this is Mark Jolliffe aka DJ Soundwave host of the Infinite Banter podcast want to welcome everybody listening to come check out my show Infinite Banter the topics are infinite and I'll banter about anything from hip-hop music to TV to movies wrestling comic books you name it I've talked about it on this show. I've had guests like Who Rockski from The Fat Boys and underground hip-hop acts like Dirt Platoon on the show. I've also had actor Joshua Michael from The Walking Dead, Tommy McLaughlin, director of Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, as well as independent wrestlers like Shaza McKenzie and Roxy and legendary wrestlers like B. Brian Blair have all been on the show. So come check out Infinite Banter, where I'll talk about anything from TV to comic books to wrestling to hip-hop music. Listen to the show on all digital platforms, specifically Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Everywhere you hear podcasts, you'll hear the show Infinite Banter. So come check me out, the Infinite Banter Podcast.